Welcome to season four of Knowledge Cast by Ideals. We're excited about this season's guest, and you can learn more about our guest in this new season and previous seasons at jackwwilliams.com slash podcast. Did you know that Jack is an author too? You can learn more from Jack through his book called The Question, a guide to answering life's most important question as he shares his personal journey that began in 1993 to determine the values, principles, and beliefs that would guide all aspects of his life. You can learn more about The Question on Jack's website too at jackwwilliams.com. Now let's listen to an all-new episode of Knowledge Cast by Ideals. Well, welcome to our fourth season of Knowledge Cast. If you're a regular listener, we're certainly glad to have you back with us again. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. And we hope that uh, you'll enjoy today's podcast and will join us again next week. Our guest this week is Jean Marie Richardson. Jean Marie is the founder and CEO of the technology company iFolio. And we're going to talk a little bit more about iFolio in a minute. But prior to starting her own company, Jean Marie worked in leadership roles with Oracle, Microsoft, and MasterCard. Pretty good crowd right there. Uh, she holds two patents on web analytics for customer engagement and serves on five board of directors, including two at her alma mater, Georgia Tech, where she also was awarded the prestigious President Scholarship. And Jean Marie also is in how to man as a speaker and guest lecturer. So it's a pleasure to, to welcome uh, Jean Marie to our podcast today. Thank you so much, Jack. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. Um, it's been really neat to meet you, Jack, and also see and learn about the stories that you tell, both about businesses, but also leaders. So I am just delighted to join you and really appreciate your time today. Well, let's let's get at it. I first met you at a fundraising event at Georgia Tech Athletics, where you serve on the athletic board, and you were asked to give the keynote talk. And as soon as you, uh, as I was listening to you speak, I immediately I'm saying I got to get this lady on our uh, podcast. And so I, I boldly went up to you, and and you were uh, kind enough to to uh, listen to me and agreed to be on it. And uh, in that uh, great talk, you told the story about your father. Uh, that was a great motivate, uh, motivating factor for you. Kind of share with our listeners uh, a little bit about that story. Sure. Um, so it was so great to meet you at that event. I think so much of our life starts with our background. And so for me, as, as a background, I am from Brunswick, Georgia. And I don't know if any of the listeners have been to Brunswick, Georgia, but it is small. It is, I'm a native Georgian. And, and hot. And hot. And Brunswick is known for its port and its pulp mill. And growing up, when I looked around, I didn't see any tech companies. I didn't see any female founders to aspire to one day be, be one of those. But I was very inspired by my father. And my father was a builder. And so what was so interesting to me about what he did is, as a builder, he would come and take this lot that was an empty piece of land. And sometimes it was just in disarray. And he would come in, he'd bring a team, he'd bring a plan. And when he left, there would be a home that people lived in, that they built memories in, that they shared holidays in, and it became a legacy that you could see. And so what my father inspired in me is the concept of building a legacy that you can see that makes people's lives better. And that really shaped my entire future. Well, that's quite a story. Well, what, uh, you know, he had a building background. What got you interested in the technology sector? Yes. Um, so if I look at three themes that have been incredibly important in my life, um, it's really been three things. Uh, I came to Georgia Tech. 
So Georgia Tech shaped me. Georgia Tech got me very interested in technology. Um, there's been another theme around adversity and how you face adversity. And, and then finally, a theme about around giving back and, and the mindset of a champion, both to win but give back. What really interested me about technology is the power of technology to change the world. And it's an incredibly exciting field. I became really excited about technology when I was a student. And then later, flash forward, when I worked at some really amazing companies, like you mentioned. But today, it is my honor and my privilege to work every day at a company that I started. But what's so important to me is that I get to see firsthand customers who want to make their own customers' lives better. They want to uh, deliver a, an impactful customer experience. They want to connect and engage in a better way. And the power of technology is that you can do things with technology that can scale across the entire world. And that really excited me. Well, uh, I think I can tell that uh, simply in your voice. Well, you know, you, uh, you hold two patents on web analytics, and uh, that's not something that's easy to accomplish. And most people got no idea of the steps involved in securing a patent. How did that process work? And you know, why did you um, choose that specific area of technology to develop your patents? Yeah, no, I think that is a great question. So um, first of all, I'd always had a bucket list that I wanted to get a patent, and I wanted to get a patent in technology. Um, what I think is more important than getting the patent is understanding what you're building and doing it in a unique way. So for instance, you could spend a lot of time just to get some patents, and they may or may not be super valuable. What I think is so interesting about the work that we've done here at iFolio is it took five years of research and development in thinking about how would an integrated marketing platform work and what types of analytics could it provide that would drive value for customers and also um, enable them to drive more value for their customers. Um, and so there was a whole lot of thought that went into that um, before I even launched iFolio. And then after I launched iFolio, we began our app, we had, we built the first platform. We're on level two now. Um, we're about to hit seven years. Uh, January uh, will be a new year and that will be seven years into it. And there were four years of, of patent application process before we got the first patent. Um, but once we got the first patent, um, we got the second patent the next year, and the third patent is actually, I've, I've just learned, is, is lined up behind that. So what I think is incredibly important is find a way to deliver value that is unique, not just finding something that is unique. And then understand that there's going to be a very long, arduous process. There's going to be a lot of details. Part of getting a recipe that is amazing is trying a lot of recipes that absolutely don't work. They are <laughs> crappy and nobody wants to touch them. And part of that is part of the journey. And you can, if you can stay laser focused on, it actually takes a lot of baking the wrong thing or baking it not quite as, as it should be to then tune into what are the things that you can tweak to make something incredible. Well, I want to give you a side question here. Uh, you are definitely a high-energy go-getter. Uh, four years of baking requires a lot of patience. Uh, 
Yes. How, how do you blend your personality and your drive with the patience that it takes to develop something like you've done? Well, Zach, that's a great question. I, I would, uh, as I think to myself, so every year at the end of the year, I do what I call my introspection, but I also do our um, some very strategic planning for the next year. I would say patience is an area that I would see in myself as a weakness. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a strength, but I would say the, the flip side is that I have incredible fortitude. So um, I think you have to find the right blend, right? Um, we're all wired in different ways. And one of the things that's important is when you're younger, you, you wanna try a lot of different things because you may have gifts that you don't even know that you're still uncovering. Then as you get older, there's certain talents and skills that you're only gonna develop by having certain experiences. And so that further shapes you. And then when you're to the point where, where you're, you're my age, you realize what your strengths are. You realize what your weaknesses are. Patience is not one that I would say. No one, no one that describes me says Jean Marie is such a patient person. But uh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> most people would say Jean Marie has incredible fortitude, and for the things she really cares about, she will do the work. She'll go through the frustrations it may require, and and it may be adversity, or it may be a frustration around wanting something to be better. I think my dev team, I work incredibly close with them and um, they get the very first part of the day. I'm a morning person. And I would say they sometimes realize that when I am really, really, really engaged is when we're close to a, a huge breakthrough. And sometimes that's not a, um, a moment of patience, but it's I, what I set out to do is if we're going to mess up, let's learn from it and make it better. And so fail fast. Yes. Yes. Fail fast and, and, and learn how to pivot if you need to pivot. Well, you've obviously in a very short period of time been extremely successful. You're, you know, you've got customers now in all 50 states and 100 company, 100 countries. Excuse me. Tell us about the, the products and services that iFolio offers to their clients. Awesome. Yeah. So iFolio, we have clients in all 50 U.S. states and then their viewers or their clients are in 100 different countries. iFolio is a digital marketing platform. So iFolio Cloud is where you can find us. Um, what's really unique about us is we are the combination of three different things that many B2B organizations use. So oftentimes an organization has a platform for their web work, a platform for their their presentations, and then a platform for their campaigns. And iFolio is the combo of all three of those. So what we do really well is help a company go digital and transform their, their presentations, their websites, and also their, their campaigns and how they touch those, those customers. And um, it's an exciting time. We've grown quite a bit. We have, we're cross industries. So what's so interesting about that is um, I get to work with uh, companies and organizations like uh, Notre Dame. Uh, this morning, we just sent out 29 campaigns for the University of South Carolina, and it was through the foundation, and it's to 20 different colleges, and, and they're um, the clients for, for those universities. Um, North Carolina State University is an example. Georgia State University, uh, we're, we're deep into higher ed. So Georgia Tech is one as well. 
uh, Georgia Tech Athletics, but we also have some pro sports clients. Everybody loves to hear about those. So the Atlanta Falcons, the Texas Rangers is a baseball team, um, the New York Knicks, the New York Rangers. So that's uh, uh, basketball and hockey. Uh, and even beyond that, for financial services like Cadence Bank, Wilson Financial Group. So we we are growing as a company and we're cross industries. And it's exciting to see across these industries the different ways that companies can use a flexible, integrated platform to connect, engage, and convert their clients better. You know, it's interesting. When I was in the, the corporate world and worked for a Fortune 500 company, we had a very diverse uh, customer base. And one of the things I really enjoyed was learning how other people make money in their businesses. I mean, you just, you know, some people do some crazy stuff and do it extremely well. And uh, so I was always uh, just intrigued by the uniqueness and the, um, uh, the thought behind some of the startup businesses that we, we worked with. Well, you know, what, what was the biggest challenge in starting uh, and then growing your business, was there any point where you were at a crossroads and say, man, I don't know whether we're going to make this? So I think it's incredibly important to understand what is the landscape of startups first. And um, so for me, I spent five years working on the side on this project before I went all in with it. So I, I understood very, very well um, and very deeply my market. So my market, for instance, is, is marketing and it's a combination of web presentation um, and campaign. Uh, I understood the players in the market. I understood the size of the market and the clients and the customers of the market and, and the features. Um, what's also important to understand is the challenges for a founder. And um, those are stories you sometimes hear, but sometimes you don't hear about them until after uh, a founder has tried something and, and become a story. And you want to become a story, but you want to not become a story. There's, there's right. a couple different angles to that. So um, one of the things that is important to know is 99% of startups or small businesses go out of business in the first year. That is an incredible stat. And it's important to know because um, there's some preparation that's involved in getting past that that first year. Only one percent of SaaS tech companies, so that's software as a service, um, make it to generating a million dollars in a year, and then one percent of that one percent make it to the next milestone, which is ten million in a year. So um, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, some people think it's capital. Some people think it's cash flow. Um, I think overall, it's making sure that you have the gas that your engine needs and that your engine is running efficiently and effectively, but more importantly, that your engine is facing in the right direction. And those are three things that can all be very, very complicated. Um, for, for Ifolio, it has not been just a, uh, just a smooth ride. I think any, any tech company is incredibly exciting, but there's a, there's a whole lot of ups and downs. We're at an exciting point now because it's kind of like it's kind of like having a kid and and they get to the point where they're a teenager and you realize that they have these incredible talents and they're being scouted by the pros. That's kind of the place that I feel like now. It's like oh my goodness, this is, this is <laughs> what have I created? How did yeah? What, how did this come from me? Um, but. Uh, you know, early on, and it's funny because when you get to that stage, the the memories of uh, you know 
they even say memories of childbirth or, you know, after six months, you don't remember them as vividly. Uh, I, I remember the very first year that the vivid things to me were um, I chose to bootstrap myself when I first got started. And so what that meant was I was taking my own savings and funding the business. I wasn't taking any investment from anywhere. And I was very, very laser focused on the product. And one of the things that was a strong memory was someone said, oh, you're the CEO. And I said, well, actually, I'm the CPO. I'm the chief payment officer. I am paying everyone else. Yes. No one yes. yet is paying me. And it is a stressful place to be. Um, but I, I think the most important thing is to be super laser focused. The time to getting your first customer, I think you got to land that first customer in that first year. And so um, for iFolio, our first enterprise customer, uh, we worked really, really hard. We tried a bunch of different things. We had a lot of rejection in other places, but our first enterprise customer was a California company. And that company uh, generated revenue. And then over the next four years resulted in close to 4,000, 3,500 more customers for the company. And so through that they, one, through that, through that first customer, through that first, that first customer. Now there was a whole lot of prospects that we engaged with before we landed that first customer. So um, one of the, the stories I remember is the 200 no's, you know, it's, a lot of people, and that's where you get to fortitude and also how do you address adversity? Um, and there's a lot of people who who can handle no, but to a point. Um, right. And you just have to figure out what that point is. Is it seven no's? Is it 14 no's? Is it 25 no's? And, you know, it's not the right answer to just be able to handle 200 no's. It is how can you take a no and continually learn, continually sharpen yourself and still stay laser focused on the impact you can drive and also be honest with yourself about the value that you're bringing to the world and continue to press on. You know, one of my opinions of one is one of the biggest um, traits, best traits of a, of a successful business person is, is understanding uh, how and having the courage to deal with reality. You know, yeah. what's really happening in your business, because a lot of times what reality is there is something we didn't want to see, uh, can't afford to see it, or means we have to change dramatically. And yeah. as, as you're talking about impatience with nose is also uh, the reality of, you know, we are getting closer. And, yeah. and that's when you really test your passion in your product and your service and what you're all about is how many no's can, can you take? We, we got a couple more minutes. I, I want to, uh, I want you to talk about the five key values that uh, iFolio operates under. Yes, absolutely. So our core values, these are incredibly important to us. And um, so these are customer first, glass half full, bias to action, focus on results and team over self. And we have our core values. And what was incredibly important to me is I wanted to develop a culture that would result in both a team that had a little magic and a product that delivered delight factor to customers. That was my goal. A team that has a little magic and a product that delivers delight to customers. I like, so I like that. You know, it's really hard to do that. And part of it is having a culture that creates the right conditions. And so I think for us, 
focus on results is absolutely important. You, everything is driven by our focus on results. We have goal setting at the beginning of the year and we we track them very, very, very closely and their goals across multiple areas of the business. And, um, and for a while we've been delivering on those goals even understaffed. And so it's, it's exciting to now be growing the team even more. But I think something that also is, is valuable is the glass half full mentality. And that is, you know, it's both the fortitude to see the reality, but the courage to change the reality. And the courage to change the reality says, my glass is half full. What am I going to do now? And right. um, that's that's a that's the element you see in my quirky, amazing, magic driving team that I'm very proud of. Well, you've obviously built a great team uh, and they have a great leader. You know, we we try to emphasize to our younger listeners the importance of, of getting a mentor or mentors as early as they can. Uh, were there some people in, in your uh in your road to success that uh, helped pave the way for you? Absolutely. I think it's incredibly important to have people that you are like, but also people that you look up to and respect. And for me, there were three individuals that have really shaped me. Um, the All three of them are still involved and still uh, work very closely with me in the company. My first investor in iFolio was Burt Thornton. He is the president emeritus of Waffle House. His right. background is military. Um, everybody knows him as he has the patent on Burt's Chili for Waffle House. <laughs> and he gr helped to grow that organization from a, um, a growing a, a growing and very awesome organization to the giant that it is today. And his skill set is pretty interesting. He from that military background, he is very focused on operations. And so what I see in Bert is something that has brought a strength to me. Um, so for instance, every year we lean into the year with not one budget, but three budgets. And I've come hmm. to find out later that a lot of startups don't even have a budget. And yeah. free. <laughs> I was going to say, you, that's an exception for sure. It's And so, and he, the, the concept behind this is he said, we're going to have a, a budget that makes sense according to our plan right now. And then we're going to have a lean in budget, meaning we're, we're growing even faster than we expected. We need to lean in and then we're going to have a lean out budget. <laughs> and, and so we're, 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 we're planned for everything. And, and what I have found that having that approach has helped me. We've never had to have layoffs. We've never been to a point where we didn't think we were going to make payroll even, even within a month or even a year. So, but, but that's because we do all of that planning. So um, we, we have all three of those budgets and anything that comes our way, we either lean in or we lean out and um, we've done a whole lot of planning around it. Um, he's also someone who has really inspired me to to dig deep into the things that make the magic and make the culture, and also just to avoid things that are frivolous. I think we see a lot in tech, um, at least coming from Georgia, there's a lot of skepticism around, um, at least from where I came from. I know this because every time I go home, my dad still asks me what I do. So <laughs> he still doesn't understand it. And I hope that I'm getting a little better and better at describing. What are you, you going to do when you grow up, right? And, and, and it's, it oftentimes is a lot of different things. So there's a lot of as product as marketing is it's all types of different things. But um, but 
one thing that we wanted to avoid as a tech company is we wanted to build the discipline and rigor into our processes and our ways of planning that um, that you saw in a, a normal business that wasn't just raising money and then and, and then hoping to, to land on top of a market. It, it was a, a company that was doing everything they could to generate all of the gas they needed in their engine from customer revenue, and then only raising exactly what they needed and stretching that as far as possible. And that's been incredibly important for iFolio. Um, it's, it's been very valuable for us. And it's also, you will see that iFolio as a company has been very under the radar compared to other tech companies. We haven't gone out and done a bunch of press releases about how much money we've raised and, and we have done some significant things there. But the reason that we don't talk about, you know, who our investors are, how much their net worth is, or, or how much we have raised is because we're very focused on running the business and delivering delight for customers. And um, and we're not yet public. So a lot of those things are are just part of part of running that business is is staying laser focused on those things. So he he helped me a lot with that. Two other individuals that have been incredibly important mentors have been John Brock, um, the chairman and former CEO of Coca-Cola Enterprises, and Richard Bergmark, who helped to take core laboratories public. Well, that's three uh that's three great ones. I, I, I love that concept of the of the three budgets. I've not I've not heard that before. I do want to ask you one last question because I know this is another passion for you and we're going to have to uh, head out, but you've got a passion for giving back. Before I say that, go tell your dad when you see him next time, you're in the construction business. You're just using a different set of tools. Um, there you go. But, I love it. You've got a passion for giving back. What motivated you to do, you know, to have that kind of mindset? I love the way you put that. So Jack, I, I call it set your intention to build the future. And I think I've been so grateful. So from an early age, I learned a lot about working hard and assuming that I was going to have to pave my own way. And, and that came from a lot of different things. I put myself through school. I was grateful to have a scholarship that helped with that. But I became very grateful early on also for um the types of impact that you have when you leave this world. So I wanted to build a legacy and I believe that building a legacy is, is built not just in building an incredible company that is awesome, that helps to power the world and connect it, but it's also how you give back in amazing ways. And so one of the things that I've done is a bucket list for giving. And we all have bucket lists, things that we're excited to do, things that we wanted, places we wanted to go, things we wanna see. I challenge our listeners do any of you have a bucket list for giving? So when we give back, that is how we can also change the world around us and make it a better place. And so um, it's it's become a personal passion of mine. I've set some really high goals for myself. And I um, as I meet them, I, I, I cherish it and I'm competitive with myself about it. And I'm so grateful. You know, as I look at giving, I remember the first time, so 10 years ago, I participate with a group in endowing a scholarship at Georgia Tech in someone else's name. And that was incredibly rewarding. That continues on years after years. Um, and then I've given back to a number of different things. I'm super excited about some of the, the women's sports. Recently, I was able to make a, a seven-figure gift that is something I'm really proud of, but I'm just thinking ahead to the to the to the next thing that is bigger than that. And what I would say is. It is important to set that goal and hold yourself to that goal early on. 
because um, in in the busyness of life, other things often take our time. Well, that's that's great advice and that's great insight. Uh, well, listen, I, I hate to cut this off. We, we, we're going to have to get you back again. But thanks so much for, for spending time with us today and and sharing your story, sharing your philosophy and your insights. And uh, really, you've you've got a, quite an impressive story to share. And I want to wish you and, and Ifolio continued success. And I also want to thank you for for your spirit of giving. And I'm sure uh, others have been inspired um, based on what you just shared with us to, to um, take that challenge of adding that to your, your bucket list. So thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Jack. Well, as we wrap up another KnowledgeCast episode, uh, a special thanks to uh, each of you for making us part of your day. And I hope that you're gonna join us again next week for another interesting guest. And until then, make sure you make it your goal this week to be a positive influence in the lives of others.